welcome to episode two from the Love You More podcast. This is Jennifer McDaniel. Today we are talking about routines. Did COVID knock you off of your self-care routine rocker? I know I got rocked for sure. Having my kids home for in-home learning, I still have PTSD about that. Like when I can, when I think about those moments, I get like chill bumps. <laughs> it's like I have a, a visceral response. Is that the right word? Visceral? Whatever. It's a bad response that my body remembers. Um, so anyway, now that COVID is, you know, obviously still here and we're still here, thank God. Uh, we've returned to some normalcy, right? My kids are back at school and I am back at work. I can see clients in person and then also virtually. Um, my husband's back in his office space. So our routines for the most part have resumed some normalcy. And I can say, like most of you all who answered my question on Instagram when I asked you all, so tell me, first of all, did COVID knock you off of your self-care routines? And like 100% most, I think it was like 90% of people said yes. I want to know who those 10% of people were. <laughs> I want to meet them. And then most people are back on. 60% of people said, yeah, I'm back into my self-care routines. I'm taking care of myself again. And that's great. That is wonderful. But 40% of you are still sort of wavering. And let me just tell you, that is very human of you because we did just go through something extremely traumatic and for some of us still going through it. But um, that leaves in print, an imprint on us. And that leaves what some of the researchers have shown you know, a nervous system that really acts differently to stress than maybe it did a year and a half ago. So there's lingering effects of what we've gone through. And if you find yourself wavering, if you find yourself extra emotional um, and just fragile, then I, I do believe that some of that has to do with just what we've gone through and what it left with us. And hopefully uh, we'll find that stable ground again soon. But mental health is at an all-time um, high in terms of dysfunction of mental health. And routines have been shown to be helpful for that. You know, when we have good self-care routines in place, um, it's been shown that people feel less depressed, less anxious. And I think one of the reasons for that is because routines give us a sense of stability. We don't have to think about it. You know, if you've got a good self-care routine in place, like going to bed, and getting good rest, or maybe you have a routine around physical activity and exercise, those are wonderful stress reductions, stress reducers, and they're things that we don't have to think about and be so intentional with. I can remember as young as um, being a little girl, but mostly I remember things like high school and college related to my routines. I loved schedules. I mean, I would write out my day to the fifth minute of what was going to be happening, brush my teeth, you know, whatever. But um, I, I was, you know, a bit more of an anxious child. And I think that writing out those schedules gave me the sense of confidence and reduced anxiety. It also helped me to have the vision and the forethought to say, hey, is what I'm going to get done today, is there actually enough time in the day to complete that? So routines for me have always been part of my life. I think there must be some sort of genetic component to it because I've even seen my 10-year-old, some of you all know, is Chef Jack. 
Uh, I took him to Six Flags a couple months ago, and he wrote out the times and the rides that we would be uh, going on. And thank goodness he put a lunch break in there for us. Uh, he forgot to put my mom needs to sit down and not toss her cookies and let her summit, stomach settle. <laughs> he should have put that in our day, which he didn't. But anyway, you know, I think there is some, some genetic component. I'm sure he's learned a little bit of it from me. But um, anyway, so routines are... Key. And what I'm talking about with routines today are not about productivity or work. We're talking about self-care routines, meeting our needs. And I would encourage you to do what I have done, which is called my non-negotiables. I have five non-negotiables that I have created routines around because they're important. They're important to me because they help me, honestly, for a lack of better words and a cliche, live my best life. Uh, and one of those is sleep. So I know that when I get good sleep, life just runs better. So that's one of my non-negotiables. I need seven to eight hours of sleep, really closer to eight. Um, other things that are my non-negotiables are adequate fuel, you know, time to sit down and fuel my body. And I just had a, a conversation with a client yesterday who his schedule is erratic. He's a, a lawyer. And so he's in and out of court cases and he just doesn't have a lot of time and you know, I mean, I think we we talked about is fuel a non-negotiable for you? How do you make time for that and fit that into your day? Other non-negotiables for me are quiet time. And quiet time really resulted out of, A, me identifying myself as an introvert and knowing that I need quiet time for myself. And then B, once I had children and boys, <laughs> and I realized how loud and... um uh, how much energy and man can they fill the noise in a home, how much I needed time for quietude. And so that's where my morning routine was birthed from was just, wow, I need time to get up before they do and have some moments to myself because that's what I need in order to, again, just function well throughout my day. And then the other non-negotiables for me are movement and uh, getting outside and just being around nature. So anyway, when I think about those five things that I truly need on a daily basis, not just like a couple times a week, but honestly, I those are my things that I need every single day. And in order for those things to happen every single day, creating routines really helps those to fall into place. So, you know, one of the things that another benefit of routines is what I call helping out with decision fatigue. Decision fatigue sounds like what it is, right? It is when we have to make so many decisions on a regular basis, we lose our energy to do so. And research shows that the more decisions that we have to make, the not only the poorer decisions we make, but also just we kind of lose self-control. And so just... <laughs> Think about meal planning, right? When you have to think at the end of the day, when you are tired, the kids are around your ankles asking for their 15th snack. Um, what's for dinner? That is an example of decision fatigue right there. But what if on, you know, Friday afternoon, like I just did, it's around Friday at 1215 and I just finished up my lunch and Fridays at lunchtime, part of my routine is I will plan out what we're going to have for meals for the following week. And it's a loose plan. You know, it's uh, just basically some menu ideas. But then I stock my Instacart grocery list 
the groceries are delivered on Saturday and then, or I'll go to the grocery store on Saturday and then Sunday while the kids are either outside with dad in the yard or they're watching sports on TV, I will do a couple hours worth of some meal prep to just to, to get ready for the week. And that is one of the best gifts that I've given myself and that you can give yourself is just a little bit of, of a routine around something as, uh, as difficult as meal planning. So our, our routines often come out of a need that we identify. And so if you're struggling in an area of your life, you know, we think about like putting our kids to bed and the routines that we have created for them right? We know that kids thrive on routines in our home. You know, our routine has definitely morphed as my kids have gotten older, but when they were younger, it was pretty regimented. It was like, all right, we go do a bath. Then we read some books then we turn off our lights. Then some backs get scratched. Right. And so I have a very similar nighttime routine for myself. I went through a horrible period of insomnia a couple of years ago. And I just realized that one of the best things that I could do for myself is really structure that part of my evening to create better routines, to just get my body really ready for what was coming, which was hopefully a good night's sleep. So I will put the kids to bed and then I start my bedtime routine, which involves hot shower. Um, then I will get into bed and I will read a real book. I'll turn on my sound machine. Once I start feeling tired, I'll put my eye mask on and then I fall asleep. So I don't have too many steps into my evening routine, but I think one thing that's really helpful when we create a routine is the consistency of it. And as we look at kind of moving into this next part, Um, of our podcast, which is how do we establish a routine and some of our take-homes here. um, Part of establishing a routine is the consistency. And so with a sleep routine for kids, you know, put them to bed around the same time. Well, I do the same thing for myself around 845. I know y'all are like rolling your eyes at how bad, how early I go to bed, but I get up at five. So that's my, that's my eight hour window. I'm a nine to five girl. So going to bed around the same time. So the, the consistency is key. And I mean, if you are working out, you know that if I'm going to achieve workout goals, it's less about the intensity. It's less about how long I go. We get the real benefits when we consistently do something day after day. And so um, creating consistency with our routines is helpful Um, If you are, for instance, I'll use that, go back to that meal planning example. The consistency is that it's at Friday at lunchtime. That's when I will plan out our week's meals. Um, So yeah, so the consistency is a big one. The other piece is just to start small. You know, many times we want to just jump into a routine. Maybe you haven't been working out and you're ready to start and you you know, you map out like seven days a week. Well, that is, that's not starting small. I mean, starting small isn't sexy, but starting small works. And so that's, that's the important piece is that you begin laying down the foundation to create the habit or the routine. So if someone comes to me and they're like, I would really like to start exercising again, we might start as small as just laying the clothes out the night before for the morning. Um, and then waking up 10 minutes earlier. So you can do 10 minutes of a workout 
And, um, or I'll talk about, you know, just after work going down and, you know, getting on your Peloton for just a 10 minute workout, starting so small and creating that habit. I remember hearing a story about a gentleman that lost over a hundred pounds and for literally two months, all he did was go to the gym, walk through the door. He walked to the door and then he left. That was it. That was what he did. And then once he like got that habit of like going to the gym, walking through the door, (laughs) then eventually he actually started working out. But that guy lost a lot of weight and he started small. And did it take him a long time? Absolutely. It took him an extremely long time. But when we start small and sustainable, we're so much more likely to maintain those healthy habits. So Um, the other thing that I'll ask my clients when they're trying to decide about how to set up a routine or how to set up strategies that will support a routine is they ask them what I call the three golden questions. And the three golden questions are, is it easy? Uh, is it something you want to do? And is it something that you think would actually work? So let's say you're contemplating, do I want to exercise in the morning or do I want to exercise after I get home from work? Um, maybe you, you go through those questions and you're like, you know what? I really don't want, even though I know getting exercise out of the way would be beneficial, like cognitively, I know that. And I know it's a smart decision to do it in the morning, but maybe for you, you're not a morning person. So that would not be easy. Right. So you're saying no to that question. And then maybe B like, do you want to do it? That's also a hard no, (laughs) but if, after work, you're like, yeah, like that would be easier. I'm, I'm more awake. I have a small window of time. It would be a nice transition between ending the work day and starting the home life day. You know? Yeah. All right. So I have used those three questions to help me figure out how to get that routine in place. So, and then the other thing is just to give it time give the routine some time. There's some research. Oh, it takes 21 days to set a habit. That's, I think that's BS. I think that routines are set for people at different days. It's depends upon the habit. So there's no one like, okay, if you do something for this long enough of a time period, it's going to start working. I think what matters is that you give it a go. And then as you start with that routine, what does that routine do for you? Does it make you feel more calm. Like if I think about my morning routine and what it does for me, do I love getting up at five o'clock every single morning? Not necessarily. It's hard to get up many mornings of the week. But when I think about the pros of having that quiet time to myself and what that does for me, both mentally and physically, it's just worth it. But it, it took time for me to prove that to myself day after day of realizing that, wow, it feels good when I've had some time for myself before I'm interrupted, um, by my kids. So if we sit with the good, that's kind of how I like to explain that sitting with the good, how does it feel when you do something, when I eat the right amount of food, you know, versus eating too much, how does it feel? Oh, it feels good to be energized and not to be too full. When I get a good night's sleep and I wake up well-rested in the morning, wow, just sit with how good that feels. And the more that we can reinforce those feelings of what it, what it feels like when we get it right, then we're more likely to stick with those routines. So where have we gone in today's podcast about routines? Well, we talked about the benefits of routines, reducing anxiety and depression, helping us to feel more confident, helping us to reduce what we call decision fatigue, 
And honestly, we forgot the big one, which is just joy and having more enjoyment, meeting your needs, meeting the things that you want to do, making sure that your non-negotiables get met. Um, And we also talked about, you know, the difference between like self-care routines versus productivity routines, how to set up routines. So starting small, doing it at the consistent same time or day, asking yourself those three questions. Is it easy? Is it something that I want to do? Is it something that would work? Practice it and then sit with a good. So I hope that today's podcast has given you some ideas of how you can reinforce or reestablish your self-care routines that help you love yourself more because remember, you are always worth it.